Hey everybody, it's Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training and I've got an idea for a new series motivated by that one post that I put up uh, with Theodore Roosevelt and working with Creed and the man in the arena. So this is gonna be, you know, Jeff Gelman or Solid Canine Training, the man in the arena. And it pretty much boils down to what would you do? So I'm looking for reasonable things that people would do. And if you suggest something that I know does not work, because after 10,000 dogs, that doesn't mean I know everything, but I know what works and what doesn't work, and I also know what fantasy fairy tales, rainbows and fairy dust out there. Good idea in concept, but doesn't work. And I will give you some examples afterwards. So, this is Dexter. Dexter, come here, sweetheart, is eight months old. Standing on his back legs, he's taller than me. He's a Malinois. He uses his mouth. That's why he is here. Okay? He has no problem using his mouth inappropriately on humans. You'll see he's got a little bit of a muzzle rash right there because at home he does wear a muzzle a lot. His owners are wonderful people. He has not been abused. He's a, what comes from a wonderful family. Now, he's here for a lot of different reasons. His obedience is spot on. All his basic obedience commands, boom, 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 boom. Does that perfect. So, yesterday was the mid-training session. We worked him on muzzle. We've been working him off muzzle, but when the owners come in for safety, we work him on muzzle because he came in on a muzzle, and a lot of times, dogs will revert back when they see the owners. Anybody that does boarding trains will let you know that. Even if you do one-on-ones at people's houses, you'll know that as well. So, the wife did really, really great with the spatial pressure exercise. The number one thing we worked on at the mid-training was the dog's behavior. We really didn't have to work on his obedience because his obedience is really good. What's his attitude? Well, his attitude is actually not that good. What's his behavior? He exhibits some really bad behavior. So what we want to do is start empowering the owners how to start flipping that so their dog doesn't think it literally runs the whole household. And it's not by being dominant or it's not a male-female thing. It's, it's more of just like an accountability thing. So there's one thing that we teach everybody is spatial pressure. So if you don't know what spatial pressure is, come here, sweetheart. This is spatial pressure. I'm standing here like this, watch the dog. And if I turn into this dog, see how he moves away from me? No commands. You see how he just moves away from me? We trained him that. We, so we trained him to move away from pressure instead of coming towards pressure. Because with a dog that has got maybe an attitude or is pushy or snotty, what they'll do is, if you move into them, they'll be like, um, actually, this floor belongs to me. You human move out of the way. And if you don't move out of the way, I'm gonna growl, bark, bite, lunge, jump at you. That's, that, that's like standard operating procedure for all the dogs we work with, and maybe one of your dogs at home. So we put a muzzle on the dog. First couple reps with um, the wife, um, she struggled a little bit. We walked her through it, and we got her to the point where when she would go like this to the dog, I'll move back a little bit so the camera can pick this up. Come here, honey. So we would, when we went like this to the dog, the dog was doing that, okay? Gave the leash to the husband. Now. With the husband, obviously the dog was muzzled up for both for both protocols. Um, 
So this is a muzzle. We use Baskerville muzzles. We love Baskerville muzzles. If anybody wants to know what this is, this is actually some nice yarn. A little bit worn, but it's yarn. Because when a dog has to wear a muzzle for longer periods of time to work them, remember, these are great muzzles because the dog can pant, drink water, take food rewards, um, uh, eat its daily meals, um, and a couple of things it cannot do. As long as your fingers aren't caught, you know, right there, it cannot bite you. It could grab your clothes sometimes. Um, uh, and also a dog that has got, it has, this dog also came in with massive separation anxiety. Destroys crates. And that was, that was stopped, you know, right away. So, what happens is, we always put on a muzzle for everybody's safety. Now, with a husband who actually has, and this is no diss at him, this is just the way it is. He has softer energy. Everybody assumes a dog will bite you because you are mean or heavy-handed. Like that's the assumption. Oh, he must have been heavy-handed as a dog, and the dog's afraid of him. No, this is what happened. He turned into the dog like this. Instead of the dog doing that, the dog jumped up at him. This is a huge dog. So imagine this dog going for your face. But there's a muzzle on, but imagine that. It's a Malinois, just a picture that. He won't do it to me, so I can't duplicate it. Imagine that. So what we did was he was able to push the dog off of him. So dog's coming up at him. He pushes the dog off of him. Now the dog is, say, that far away. Then the dog flew through the air into the man's groin area. He buckled over in pain. We actually sent for a, one of Angelo's plastic plates to shove down his pants because the dog ended up doing it three to four times. Now, literally intentionally, muzzle punched him in the groin. Very uncomfortable. So, I try to make some, and, and you can make space for a lot of different reasons. But that's what I'm looking for. So you can make, create space. Because if you can't do this with your dog, like this, okay? I'm getting dizzy, I have to stop. So if you can't do that with your dog, what happens is you end up running into the dog. And the dog looks at that, that as confrontation. With a dog like this, when a dog looks like something's confrontation, what does it do? It uses its mouth to push you away from it. Dogs deal with pressure in a bunch of different ways. So, this dog goes, oh, I'm moving out of your way. I'm gonna lunge for you. And the owner's like, oh shit, I'm gonna push you away from me. Which is normal, like, human survival skills. And the dog's like, oh, really? I'm going to fly through the air into your crotch. Multiple times in the exact same area. Okay, man in the arena, what would you do? You're the guy. He jumps up at you and he nails you in the crotch. What would you do? Now, what a lot of people will say is this. Have a better relationship with a dog, okay? What does that mean? Have a better, so you think by having a better relationship with a dog, that would have stopped it right then? First of all, how long does that take? We're talking right then in there, in the training center, yesterday between the hours of one and three, what would you do? So having a better relationship with a dog is off the table, okay? Give it a job. 
well, we're trying to give it a job and the job title is don't hit me in the crotch. And I'll make you the fucking vice president of the don't hit me in the crotch. You can be like the head of the department if you want to. They'll say, don't bring the dog over threshold. So me holding this leash and going like this, literally at that speed, nice and calm, is bringing the dog over threshold? Because if I went like this, the dog would lunge at my face. That's not over threshold. Like what else am I supposed to do? We should be able to do these things with our dogs. So he didn't bring the dog over threshold. So some other things that people will suggest is teacher obedience. This dog knows his commands incredibly well. So that wouldn't have hurt, helped. Use a reward-based training system. We do. Well, maybe something happened to the dog or the husband did something to the dog. No, he did not. He's a softer energy gentleman. If anything, he was too soft. So what do you do in the moment in the arena? Okay, in the arena, in the moment, what do you do? This dog is going after you. What do you do? These are the dogs we work with. So when you hear a story about, oh my gosh, Jeff held up the dog, oh my gosh, he said no and he bonked the dog with a cotton towel. Oh my gosh, he had to correct the dog with a remote collar. Oh my gosh, he had to use his feet to get the dog away from him. Now we're talking self-preservation. Scale it, context it. Think about these things. So let's think, what would you do? I need to know what you would do. This is more to bring awareness to our industry. This is more to bring awareness to the people, not just me, but other colleagues who work with these dogs, that these dogs are can be very challenging. And this guy right here can be very dangerous. Oh, well then put him down. That's not an answer either. So I should kill the dog instead of coming up with a solution to keep this eight month old dog alive for 10 more years. No, that's not acceptable because there's nothing wrong with a dog other than bad behavior. He should be with another owner. Who? Who's lining up for high drive mouths? Who? Oh, he shouldn't be in that home. Okay. Well, but, th but those are not acceptable. That doesn't fix the problem. We need, we need options to fix the problem today, right now, because we're in the arena. You need to know what to do. Something to start thinking about, I'm excited about this stuff. Jeff Gelman, Salad Canine Training. I'm truly madly in love with you. I want you to have a better relationship with your dog. I want your dog to stay in your family. I want your world to expand with your dog. I want you to be able to take your dog more places with more people. I want your dog to become a family member so you can really, really start enjoying your dog. And I want to help you. Jeff Gelman, Sally Canine Training. I'm Alvin Melody.